This is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot from Anastasia. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Irish NRL Show. Delighted to be joined by the Tash. We have successfully got through the regular season. More than we did last year. Did we go one final then? No, we didn't do the final last year. Either. We didn't do the final, I don't think. But I think you were on Hollybops, I think. Yeah, it was my fault. So I did one on my own. And yeah. I'd say... Depression. It is, yeah, it is. Depression. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. It is depression you caught us on a little September heat wave at the minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the, the, uh, the weather in Ireland at present is close to our Tasmanian camaraderie <laughs> yeah um, everyone's looking at the window going Jesus hard hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, look lots get through we've said goodbye to nine teams uh, don't move to count that. Uh, we've eight remaining, so look, we're going to keep somewhat of the structure. Um, we are going to do the power rankings. Uh, with the, the the eight remaining sides, we're going to say goodbye to the Cowboys, the Bunnies, the Seagulls, the Eels, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Bulldogs. Feels very strange saying the Seagulls opposed to the Manly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're obviously going to preview this weekend's one to forty extremely exciting games and um, but look we get to it anyway I digress power rankings one to eight yeah. I think they sort of picked up sides they go by sort of what table the league yeah. table sort of I for one week out yeah. one week back then yeah look I think it the, the table probably is just but to just run it through on air Penrith obviously sealed the minor weekend the minor premiership of the weekend onto the Broncos kind of slip up um, the storm as a result of that victory jumped the Warriors up to third Warriors dropped to fourth which is very crucial because I think come finals time you'd rather play the Broncos just at this moment in time I think Melbourne have a good record up in some cup as well they have an incredible record I think did right then. I think it's that game of the weekend was in Melbourne. Yeah. So it is five thousand over oh, five thousand days since the Broncos last won in Melbourne. And that was in Suncup on the weekend. Okay. So I think it's it's massive like to go up there and play them. Yeah. And uh, I suppose it was a great argument for against you know people saying about resting players and stuff like that because the quality of that game was exceptional. It's scary how much talent the storm had on the meet. In that is it Northern Bear what is Northern City? Not Sydney Bears. Uh but I'd also say like the Broncos have a lot of talent there. Young Sailor looked really good. I think he's t- he's he's the same sort of player as a friend up in the Gold Coast. Like. Yeah. He's that flash, come from touch. Yeah. Just everything's on Hot stepper. Yeah. Hot stepper. A few kind of off field incidents so far, I suppose it's the only thing attracted from but look chip off the but old sure, as it, yeah as you say it, like it's very hard when you have a father like who yeah. you have so 
think the media attention alone with his name when he was everyone's under scrutiny. Yeah. Um Warriors is mentioned on in fourth. We'll chat through them I think in a, on a few of the segments later on in the show. Knights in fifth, incredible turnaround, incredible finish to the season. Um sign Aiden over uh, what's the name? O'Brien mm. up for next season. Whatever he, he did sign the contract though, he, he an extension I think at the end of last year last year yeah but Jesus that's some turnaround for him like. it is uh, and I think this whole the, the one thing for the Knights it w- is Cale and Ponga cannot come looking for six again like where we have revenues yeah. you can't yeah. do you know what I mean um, Sharky's in sixth they they ran the league down well in the end too to be fair to them because they, they looked yeah they put me out of the rag a little bit this, as did the Roosters and then definitely limping across the finishing line it is my beloved Raiders but look we will power through to the main crux of the show which as always is four tackle and this week it is yourself to deputize yeah so we all know last year sort of implosion the Broncos sort of were flying high not as high as this year but up and around mid-table in the top eight there and then as the season sort of wind down they started falling down I think it was eight from eight at the last lost eight mm-hmm. in a row at the last sort of hurdle but is the Rabbitohs implosion this year worse than the Broncos of last year what's your thoughts I, I don't think so and I'll tell you there's a couple of reasons why Um main reason would be the bunnies kind of seemed like they were falling slower more gradually um, over the course of the season whereas the Broncos as you said was the final eight games they completely imploded mm. the bunnies also went they weren't obliterated in any of the games no. whereas remember that game against the Eels last year a, where the Broncos at home them up were tuned up yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's also the other thing of, and Southgate too, uh, a lot of media talk because of players. Yeah. The Broncos just get it because of the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. And that whole kind of Queen's. Yeah, it's, it's not a face. It's the yeah, it's not Reese Walsh yeah, or Adam no. It is the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos, yeah. Whereas Latrell leaves out in the morning. Walker, yeah. I'd argue if Latrell goes, Walker doesn't get half the uh, coverage he gets. I think it, they kind of come as a twosome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the headlines are Latrell oriented as opposed to Souths. But yeah, I do think they kind of had a, a slower, more gradual fall. Don't get me wrong, like round 11, we were kind of saying <coughs> these guys could challenge for. Yeah, definitely. Title. But it just hasn't looked right. There's been a lot of issues. Um, Especially like off the pitch. That, that whole circus last week of, of Burgess going down, then the excuse that he was putting his head down for the baby, like, and has a new job. He's absolutely horse-shaped, like, I think. I think if you don't... Like, I know Cameron Murray came out and said, like, he, they have a, a healthy sort of competition amongst the... Like, they're able to talk and able to yeah. speak their mind. But that that doesn't happen. Burgess doesn't leave if that's a healthy... No, and it was notable... There was an end-of-season kind of function. Um, Dragons. <laughs> One person turned up... <laughs> uh, funny's on Sunday I think it was and Sam Burgess showed up and neither Cody nor the trial showed up oh 
that reads into it a little bit. No. That does kind of fuel the fire a bit, but yeah, I think yeah. But there's there's two elements to it, like the the dragon, the Brumblelash was more of an implosion. It was an yeah, absolute it implosion. It fell apart. This kind of seems like it's falling apart because there's deep seated issues. Whereas it's only the Broncos had that. No, no, no. It was just. It was I more, think it was more. Not cold. It could have been more like Walter's sort of inexperience. Yeah, look, and inexperience, inexperience the players as well. Yeah, definitely. Like it stunned them this year. Like yeah, but I just felt that like the circus or the hoopla of what happened last week didn't help the Rambles this week. Fair. Um, look, I suppose on a on a very related topic, all of the <laughs> eliminated sides, what of the nine sides eliminated, who faces the most tumultuous off season? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think it's it's hard to be Tigers or or the Bulldogs. I think. I I thought the Bulldogs, but I've seen something in the last kind of forty eight hours where, one all the players came out and spoke and defended Serraldo. Yeah. Two, they didn't do Mad Monday today. Yeah. They went and get back to the needy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. Those it two sort of shows you that they are working a change in yeah, culture. Like it's easy to say it, but actually, when they go out and do it, it shows more than an actual like a statement from the yeah. club. Like I think what's going on in the Bulldogs right now, and I didn't think this last week, but I do kind of know, and maybe I'm over reading into stuff, and it's good media spin maybe, but I do think these are kind of growing pains as they turf through the kind of toxic players and well, like what I like is say old media and new media the new media is actually calling out the whole shit that the old media is putting out mm. to make clickbait yeah so there was an argument on the 360 NRL with Buzz and yeah. Jeff Graham and like Buzz it's not naive but he plays up to the or oh, the poor fella poor fella poor fella and he knows right well that if a fella's not good getting his place as James Cameron or Graham. Graham said that Andrew Davies he came out and put his name to this that it was really hard training it was really yoke like, he wasn't getting his place he didn't play well and then some young fella Preston came out and just outworked him and got yeah. his position like. and then he threw the, the ties out of hand it's an easy thing to say that yeah. and then look there's an element too of like he showed up late to train yeah it's not like he was like hazed or bullied it was a wrestling drill and he had to do his work like, I, I don't know who came out with it there this week, but it, uh, who was it? One of the old heads, like, but he said that was like a, a Tuesday morning for us. Yeah. To expect to be wrestling for 45 minutes, like, yeah. It doesn't matter who you're wrestling or who, you're just going to change every partner for a second. Like, they're not just sitting there, like, I wonder, like, not all 30 lads were just sitting there standing in the line waiting to wrestle him. They were so probably. What if, <laughs> so, what if they were? Yeah. That was the. Like, yeah, but you're not going to ruin a session just to punish one fella. Like, yeah. Like, there's lads going around, I'd say, like in pairs, and they're just moving around. Yeah. I'd say 30 other lads wrestle 30 other lads that day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the bunnies probably have a bit of teasing out. Ultimately, I think Demetrian might be the right man for the job. That sounds strange right now. I think he's the same. As he, he's, he shows the ability to, to, to make them decisions, I think. Yeah. And stand by them. I just think... Not this sounds because it sounds like I'm on a dig at Sam Burge. I'm not. I just think there are shades of 
what I always think is a problem with the Broncos it's the old heads the boys and Sam Burgess kind of is that okay. don't get me wrong Sam Burgess has done incredible things for Sydney but while he's there if he's not the head coach he is always going to without trying to undermine the head coach yeah. and I don't think I'm not saying that's a slate on Sam Burgess or no but he's a, just, he's a love son like he, he's your favourite son like and he's a he's an icon for the players. Yeah, like he is a favorite son, and I'd say he has that the aura that he'd be able to do it still. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> like he's not yeah. out for the he's still fancy head off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's in the bulldogs, he's wrestling a man yeah. <laughs> for twenty minutes. Yeah, and no. rest. Um, no, I think I I think I mentioned was it the Tigers as well. I think Benji, if he gets a good run at it, maybe, but it'll, it'll be very interesting to track their sort of off the field issues as well see if Pasco wears his head again or if they're going yeah. well next year do we start fucking putting in look there's plenty of additions to get rid of him eight years is a long stretch in his yeah. tenure where they've not made finals um, yeah it's mad how a fella like that could keep his job but like it's like we've said it since episode one yeah. like they are not going to be right until he goes yeah. and unfortunately can't sack someone in this position but look um segue in nicely um, yeah, into my next one so is Robinson in the same sort of breath as Bellamy and Bennett in coaching echelons or levels with the way he sort of didn't panic all year knew he had injuries knew he had problems and still tipped away and did business and now they're playing seventh it, he's done an exceptional job but not that he's looked into it. Um, I think there's an element to it. The sides around him definitely fell apart. Oh yeah, and paved the way in for him. But it was it was that sort of you knew people were going to fall off. It was that tight of a, a league that you knew at the end of it there was some of them were going to fall off and you were going to escape through. And I think the the boys piece we've touched on a few times needs to be looked at. That yeah. it's a more reflective table. Yeah, yeah. You just don't give any points for a boy. Yeah, I don't think I think they, you could. You could sit out and not give any points at all. That's what I'm saying. Don't give yeah. points for a bye. And then we know, um, yeah, look, sides will have games in hand type thing, but don't worry about it. The thing I would say about Robinson is, and it, it's something I, I think he's a phenomenal coach, don't get me wrong, but you have to talk about how good the recruitment is at the Roosters. Maybe you could you could be conscious like you could say it hasn't been great this year, but it's it's been great during his tenure. But there's there's an an element too of looking at Sam Walker specifically. His last two weeks he's been phenomenal hmm. because they just let him do what he does. Yeah, but I don't think Bennett or Bellamy ever end up in a situation where they're dropping a player because they don't know how to get the best out. Yeah. Especially a key spine player. Mm. I think Bellamy and Bennett make the system around Sam Walker. Yeah. Or put him in a 14 man or something. You know, or do way. something, yeah. Jump him a bit more. Like. And he's also started to get the best out of the cheese in, the, in oh, recent weeks as well. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think, again, Bennett or yeah, gets Bellamy. Sh- well, if you look, like Bennett was able to fucking crowd him for three years, <laughs> which. Fuck all people can do with yeah. Like, yeah, with his attitude. Um, so yeah, no, like I just think that like Bennett, Bennett is number one. I think. Yeah. I think, because he's gone to places that don't have 
great systems on an eight. No. And still been able to do like the Dolphins this year though. Mm. Like they 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 towed up the Warriors at the weekend. Yeah. And only for the a few injuries and stuff like that and a few say key not spine players, but just key squad players were out. Yeah. They would have been pushing. Like how much time did Felice Capuzzi miss this yeah. season? Like I think suspension. But then when once he got the head back, he was flying all season. Yeah. Um yeah, no look, I suppose if I was ranking them I would put Robinson on the bottom out of the tree. Yeah, out of the tree. Does yeah. does that mean he's not the same caliber of coaches, he's not in that class? It's debatable. Where it's a very, very like from Robinson down it's a big drop. Like, yes. He's like <laughs> But Robinson could be in a class of his own, is that yeah. sense? If, yeah. you, if you were tearing them, like, you really think it like so Bennett Bellamy and Robinson sort of yeah. slash and then half slash him. I I would say like Ricky's there as well. Maybe fourth tier. I would say Bellamy and Bennett are tier one. Right. And I would say Robinson's probably one point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out in his own. Um But yeah, look I suppose and look a brief kind of look ahead to the weekend that is coming. So all the fixtures. Shock alert. Mm. Where do you see the biggest scope? For, for an upset I'm not saying you're saying it's going to be an upset but where do you see the uh, I'm not saying it's an upset I just think that your Raiders against the Knights could be a, a, a scary if they get the hop that they if they take off the way they're taking off at the minute it, yeah it'll depend a lot on arguably they're probably the most informed team at the minute they haven't lost was it 9-0 Nine well, that's a scary scary fucking fixture to go into like everyone along that yoke has lost at some stage like Broncos lost the weekend the Panthers lost the week before like like the Storm the Warriors the Warriors lost like all day they'd be fresh and they'd have a bit of a thing but you go up against someone that's on a nine nine streak winning streak I think you're under pressure yeah oh yeah absolutely especially and at home like like you look at the crowds in Newcastle there hasn't been like crowds like this in Newcastle since feckin' the John the John <laughs> It's a yeah, it's strange. And look, not only are they on a nine game win streak, the Raiders are what two wins in the last seven? Not good. Not good. Yeah. You've just lost Papa. Mm. Um, big big out. I don't know if Rosebar got one game. He got one, one game. So he'll be back, he's been huge for us this week, this year. Um but yeah, now we're we're all against it, but but I would say Newcastle are favourites for that. And the tipping would suggest as well, like, as far as I seen this morning. Yeah, the Knights open up at a dollar twenty three. still on the so you must get yeah. two two games. Damn. So we are very much up against this. Uh, well, yeah, I would I I would say look for me, the the big shock, and it's not a big shock. It's it's Storm Broncos. That's where I see. It's uh, night. Yeah, I think it's probably the one that has the most effect. Out that top four, yeah. you know, did they have the week off or whatever? Way. Look, don't try and explain the second finals to me. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I just think for the yeah, I think this like whoever wins that game is key to as well because it means you avoid the Panthers until the final. Yeah. So it's like we could literally we could see the the Broncos lose and then face off. I'd say they would face off. Against the winners, the sharks and the roosters, I think. I seen on the either way it falls. 
the way it falls and then all of a sudden um, they're back playing Penrith in the semi-final I think one, two, eight. That, that for me is the it just seems yeah. right I, like fair play to the Waz up the Waz but no one's going to be in Penrith no especially um, the way they played last week Penrith they had a, a few lads missing they were clever enough that we can't lose everyone to play Cleary like mm. and it just shows you like that's Cleary's team mm. he's just unreal yeah absolutely um, and then I suppose from a the Sharks and the, the Sharks and the Roosters I think as well like that could go either way yeah but it's not a shock no it's not a it's shock not. Like, and we yeah. sort of know that t- t- two teams could win this game like Two teams could probably put a good score on each other, like if they're playing well. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a throw up in the air, I think, with that one. Um. Yeah. So I think look, the buzzer has gone. Um. So I have to go yourself. Yeah. So here we go. So at the end of say the the regular season, as I say, what was the worst, best, most improved, and brightest future teams that you've seen this week so we'll go worst and best who, who's your so difficult question um, worst team has got to be para in terms of expectation to where they ended up you could have said the Roosters up until about maybe six weeks ago yeah definitely yeah, if I didn't know two weeks ago Um. Yeah, so it's easy to pick the bottom three like as worst team, but you are actually looking at it in a way that like finals bound team, temper and expectations. Yeah. Um, like Tigers, fucking Bulldogs, and and Dragons are always going to be bottom three. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, look, there was a lot of expectation the doggies given recruitment, but I don't think anyone's shocked. No. Um, I think the expectation then was like maybe tenth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, as you say, like I know expectation and all that, but even. Like the small chat between uh, Gould and Toraldo. Gould wanted Toraldo to come next year, mm. that he could get rid of some of these players. So, mm. like, the writing was sort of on the wall. Gould knew what he had, like, the mm. few rotten eggs in there, like, so. Yeah. Um, best. Top two. I'd say, yeah. My own Broncos, just for, say, highlights <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah you could look at the the, the Penner teams and uh, they could they'd kill you with a thousand he's like look at Smith play and just the way he, he surgically <laughs> just takes things apart the Panthers are very clinical the Broncos on the other hand are like if you want kids to <laughs> really fall in love with the game I think you see some of the highlights in them boys I think and apologies for our international viewers who might be this. I think the Panthers to me though are like the Limerick Corridors we're not going to fully appreciate them until it, the dynasty collapses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you I don't think, know what you had until yeah, it's gone. There's a bit of success fatigue. Like people are yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, and like, I would say the neutral fan won't watch the Panthers play against anyone in the bottom half of the day. Yeah, unless it's like the grand final. Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, the bottom half of the day, yeah. but like, I'm not going to watch Panthers West. Um, most improved, I would have to say it's the Warriors. I know the Broncos finished ninth to second, and they are improved. But the Warriors came from no, like they pretty much yeah. came from from nowhere. And like if you think, like there was only sort of one addition, mm. and that's the fullback. What's the name? Yeah, Reese Walsh. And then you're the coach, like. Oh, sorry, you're on the Warriors. Uh, yeah. Chance like, Yeah, sorry. Um, you think like 
not massive inclusion. Like a new new coach is great, like yeah. that. But you still have the same team that finished say didn't make the finals last year. Did not just didn't make the finals. I think they finished sixteenth. Yeah. No, they didn't get the wins. Sorry, like they like fourteenth. Fourteenth, yeah. And then to, for them to come in and top four, like yeah. it's ridiculous. Like it's I, now to throw to be an honourable mention, I think the Knights as well. Their improvement over the the backhand. The, of the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the Knights in season improvement was yeah, exceptional. Was but like the Warriors have been here all, all, all year. Yeah, no, they've been there and thereabouts the yeah. whole freaking year. And yeah. then the team with the brightest future. Very hard to look past the Broncos, I think. Yeah, the only thing I would say with the, the Broncos is salary caps. But yeah, it's going to yeah, be a common right. issue. Now you look at what Penner Panther offered uh, Edwards. You can see that starting to happen, and like that's going to be what the Broncos have. Don't yeah, but I don't know if the, the players have that personality type. Um, uh, you, look money, ha- you look at paying half. It's good money. Yeah, but, it's but not. It, it would be 1.5 times that any other club in the NRL if you yeah. went looking yeah. but it's just who he is like they're going to have like to keep Reese Walsh they're going to have Steve Walsh they are and it's and not they, even they've his already playing. spent a fortune yeah but it's not his playing it's his off the field appeal as well it's mm. going to be massive right? yeah or, like you, you're thinking of you're thinking of like say you hate to throw names around like, but like you Dave Beckham's you're like they're they're Comes a player like that that transcends the sport, yeah, and he could be that player that could cross lines and stuff like that. He could be what we thought Pongo would be. True, yeah. Just because he's prettier. Been, yeah, them eyebrows. Yeah, them eyes. Um. Yeah, I suppose I'm gonna shorten the kind of timeline for this because we kind of have covered it in the last one, but just to to fly through it of the three sides to miss the eight last season and make it this year. The Waz, the Knights, and the Broncos. Whose transformation is the most important? Most impressive. You said the last point. I think the Warriors' transformation yeah. because the consistency. Like the Broncos are up there as well. Mm. But just like the Broncos, sort of, if they didn't implode last year and mid top eight, this one wouldn't have been as dramatic. Yeah. But the fact that the Warriors started from week one and were there thereabouts, nearly leading the conference for the first four weeks I think yeah. close enough like and then to be still at on the fourth like where everyone sort of thought this can't last yeah and this was the big thing for me with the uh, the Knights is they've gone on an incredible streak yeah well yeah we're, maybe it's yeah. just an incredible streak yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it could stop abruptly now maybe not this week but next week yeah. fairly quickly and then what do you have to show do for we them? know whereas we well, look, we'd like to think the Warriors will be able to repeat with this form next year. We would highly expect the Broncos to do the same. I think so. Um, the Warriors probably the, probably the only one that's sort of, yeah, him and Han again. Well, the Knights, I would be him and Han. Yeah. Like, could they be this year's Cowboys? Mm, true. Um, just with, with a far slower start. Um, yeah, but look, I think we're both in agreement there. So that would be the f- was course on air right the previews for this week um, yourself to yeah, so we're starting Friday at 10 to 11 the Broncos take on the Storm from Swanscourt Stadium so the same sort of fixture as last week uh, Broncos open up with $1.61 to the Storm's $2.34 some team news so Adam Reynolds 
and uh, Patrick Carey are spoke are expected to return. Uh, alongside all the rest of the players, I think from last week, uh, I think there's sort of I think Oates is going to make way for Arthur as well. I think that was the yeah he wasn't which, training with the doesn't first. Doesn't look well for Oates to get his contract. So yeah. I think so. So the big question then for the Storm is is Jerome Hughes, who is likely to be named, but still remains in doubt. So I'd say he has the week to get over it. And Harry Rant is available, is tracking to be available after missing around 27 with shoulder complaints. And then everyone they arrested as well, like Munster and stuff like that, are expected to return. Uh, we touched on it there before. I think this is a massive game, sort of. I think it's nearly bigger for the Broncos than it is for the Storm. Yeah, you get, get that the, sort of feeling. The, the, yeah. If they get over that and put a good marker down for this, I think they'll go well in the finals. If they get bet and have to go again next week, it's a massive, massive edge nice. for them, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I suppose the next game is the first game on Saturday, seven o five, the Panthers against the Warriors. In terms of betting, it opens up a dollar twenty in favor of the Panthers and four dollar sixty in favor of the Warriors. That is, of course, from Blue Bet Stadium. In terms of team news, uh, Mitch Kenny and Scott Sorensen are expected back on deck, but obviously Luai remains sidelined. Um, Jack Cogger will again wear the number six. On the back of kind of his three try assists and three line back break assists in the win over the Cowboys, for the Warriors obviously Sean Johnson returns to the ship alongside Tamari Martin, um, who will be all the better for his hit out against the Dolphins. He kind of had a long absence from first grade. Tohu Harris back spasms should be right, but it's someone to keep an eye on. Um, while Chancing with Luckstra, uh, went Dallin with any Zlesiak. Aiden Flewa, Blake and Wade Ugan, Wade Egan and Jackson Ford are all back after being rested in round 27. Jazz Tabanga hasn't played since round 24 due to a hamstring injury but he could be a chance to return. So that's that. Uh, then the next one then is on Saturday at 10 to 11 again. So the Sharks take on the Roosters at Point Bet Stadium. The Sharks open up at $1.91 to the Roosters $1.93. Which is not fucking much in that. Uh, team news then. Uh, fullback Connor Tracy is in doubt still after suffering a knee injury from round 27, which saw him uh, leave the field and not return with 10 minutes left to play. Uh, still, Will Kennedy, I think, is sidelined with a hamstring, so we'll be interested to see what way they play that. Um, and then the Roosters, I think, will get the opportunity to play Joseph Mann. I think they'll give him all the time. He might be named this week and give him the whole week to, to try and get back to full fitness. Uh, Fletcher Baker will be available after Hayden with a, a monetary fine for a dangerous throw after the win against the Roosters as well. Uh, I think Tupu is out for this week as well after suffering uh, a knee injury. I think it's a strained PCL or something in his knee. So they're fairly... The only thing is the Sharks fullback. It'd be interesting to see what way to play the, the back line with that. We we were talking about if Kennedy goes, Tracy goes. They start looking at Heinz. But you can't move no, you can't. He's so patient to how well they go. Yeah, interesting to see. Just with that knowledge, I think, I think, as we said as well, this this game could go both ways. I just have a feeling that the Roosters might just old dog for the hard road. Shock us all. I would say they shock us. Old dog for the hard road. Does what two two cent? Yeah. <laughs> I think old dog for the hard road sometimes. And the final game, uh, seven o five on Sunday, playoff footy returns. 
to the Hunter and the Knights host the Raiders in the Donald Jones Stadium. In terms of betting, it opens up a dollar twenty-three in favor of the Knights to four dollars twenty-five in favor of the Raiders. And in terms of team news, so obviously Ken Ponga is expected back from a shoulder injury, while Jackson Hastings and Lachlan Fitzgibbon should also be back on deck. Should there be any dramas, I suppose, for Ponga and Hastings, then Lackie Miller and Adam Coon would again step up as they did so admirably on the weekend, and especially in terms of in terms of Lackey Miller, how well he's done throughout the year as well. Bench forward Matt Croker left the field for HA and said the fine fifty min minutes against Dragons and he will be monitored. For the Raiders, it's not pretty reading. So outside back Seb Chris obviously has been banned for five matches for the tackle on Sione Katoa. Um obviously that resulted in a send off on the weekend. Albert Hapuate is ready to step up in his absence after being the 18th man on Sunday. He's gone well all year, so there's no dramas there. James Schiller could also come into the frame after a two-try haul in the New South Wales Cup on Saturday. But we are obviously sans the talents of Josh Papali'i with a biceps injury. Corey Horsebaugh is still suspended. Um, and it's going to really test our forward depth. So Adam Mariota looks like starting a prop. Uh, he started for the past two games. And Hapa Peru, who made his NRL debut on Saturday, Sunday, against the Sharks. So I suppose it is not pretty reading. If the Raiders beat the Knights, it would probably be the biggest shot in the world. Yeah, given the injuries. Um, but look, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. We just run over, just, uh, I don't know if anyone was watching it, but the NRLW, yeah. if you can watch the highlights of that, I think, as we touched before, it's arguably the most enjoyable. I don't know how to pronounce it. I would say it is it's the closest thing to, to the actual game in a cross. Whatever. You're going to get yourself shot. Cross gender sport, I think. Yeah, I think the. Enjoy watching it. Yeah, I think in terms of quality, it's the women's there. game is closer to its male counterpart. Than any other sport, I think, other sport. In, in Europe. Like. Um, uh, I have the table here. I think after a week, after round seven at the weekend, the Roosters and the Knights have won our top of the table with six wins, so 12 points. Titans are in third with 10, with five wins. Broncos, Raiders are then fourth and fifth with four wins. Dragons uh, are in sixth with three wins. And then the Sharks and Western Tigers are seven and eight, respectively, with two wins each. Um, if you get a chance to watch all the NRL highlights this week mm. go back and watch the NRLW highlights some of the women some of the athletes out there are ridiculous I think the it was the Dragons fullback uh, I don't know her name Donovan but she scored four the weekend and it, like she's running the pitch mm. nobody's catching her like and then you have the Roosters that are, are taking away lovely like with Jessica Sergis and all them some of the lines them girls with she scored a try I think it was like it was sort of like a wedge ball but it was a reverse wedge mm. where the first your lever ran out and she came underneath on the switch mm. and it was the best it just opened up perfectly for her like. but it was a ridiculous sort of rugby sort of style like. and then there's I think it's the Broncos centre she is an absolute animal yes it's just ridiculous it's, like. it's unfair it's, yes there's, there's some really really good top uh, class athletes in the women's game at the minute and if you're ever bored or you just want to take a look at it watch some of the highlights because you will become a fan I think 
I think it's 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 worth factoring into your weekly sport and consumption. Okay. Um, Pick a team and follow them. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> if you can. I wouldn't say. I give my roosters there. I win for the comp. So. Yeah. Again, salary. That's one thing that translates both <laughs> uh, genders versus hey, the game. The salary sombrero. The sombrero comes on both genders. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, no, obviously, we probably actually, to be fair, it's probably a fail on our part. We haven't touched the NRLW as much this year, and it's been better than last year with the expansion uh, of a few sides. We have touched on the, how they expanded, though, how good it wasn't throwing in four or five teams just to fill a squad and not have the players. No, Every year, someone has to play and make sure that your sort of pathways are in place. Yeah, your pathways are in place. Like, like I think the Tigers. Like their pathways are ridiculous for a women's game. Mm. I, ju- I just looked at some of them, like, and with the return of Kelly, uh, of Kezi Apps today, or I sort of piqued my interest and went through it. Like, and they had pathways for four or five years, mm. all the way through the community, like, and then up on till I think it's, it's, it's like the New South Wales Cup, like, mm. but it's ridiculous, like, what her numbers wise and stuff mm. like that they have. Like, and I think what we don't have over here is that Oztag where kids and girls are playing high level skill games yes of rugby without contact so the ball skills are so much better than even some of the boys I think yeah no it is it's exceptional and yeah see, like the one thing you would say about the West Tigers is the, the female counterpart is they have a rare opportunity there in that we don't have a female Panda Panther side so themselves and the Eels can, can really set up a dominance there in yeah, yeah, yeah. Western Sydney. Western Sydney. Panther come into the competition. You just hope that you're a little bit ahead. Yeah. And you have a good name on your reputation. Yeah. Because they'll come in. I don't think they do anything behalf. No. Um. Well, look, that's all from us this week. Uh, hope you all really enjoy finals footy at the weekend. Um. Take care and good night. Go Roosters. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.